New Vision is a church that places high value on Scripture. The Bible is made up of 66 books, and in this next portion, we're going to be going through a few of those books as a church family. We hope this tool encourages you and equips you to lead your life well. Thank you for joining us today. Hey everyone, Dr. Joseph here, coming to you on this uh, March 3rd for our podcast, and uh, we are walking through uh, Rooted in Wisdom walking through the book of Proverbs, and so I'm excited to be here with you guys. We are going to be reading, um, we're going to be reading Proverbs chapter 28. We are so close to the finish line, but Proverbs chapter 28, verses 1 through 14, and so uh, I'm going to be reading out of the New International Version, so join with me as I, as I read. The wicked man flees, though no one pursues, but the righteous are as bold as a lion. When a country is rebellious, it has many rulers, but a man of understanding and knowledge maintains order. A ruler who oppresses the poor is like a driving rain that leaves no crops. Those who forsake the law praise the wicked, but those who keep the law resist them. Evil men do not understand justice, but those who seek the Lord understand it fully. Better a poor man whose walk is blameless than a rich man whose ways are perverse. He who keeps the law is a discerning son. But a companion of gluttons disgraces his father. He who increases his wealth or ex- by exorbitant interest amasses it for another. Who will be kind to the poor? If anyone turns a deaf ear to the law, even his prayers are detestable. He who leads the upright along an evil path will fall into his own trap, but the blameless will receive a good inheritance. A rich man may be wise in his own eyes, but a poor man who has discernment sees through him. When the righteous triumph, there is greater elation. But when the wicked rise to power, men go into hiding. He who conceals his sin does not prosper, but whoever confesses and renounces them finds mercy. Blessed is the man who always fears the Lord, but he who hardens his heart falls into trouble. You know, in this passage that I read, there's three categories of people that you see here uh, that are described. And we're kind of in this this whole passage where you know you're getting these different random sayings that are coming from uh, coming from um, from Solomon, and a lot of what you're seeing is this this whole understanding of being in relationship to uh, to the law, to authorities, you know those different things. But but really, you have three categories of people: you have rulers that are here, you have the rich, and then you have the righteous. And so here's kind of some of the, the, the things, and, and you know, you might say, well, you know, I, uh, where do I fall within this? Well, uh, you know, it's important for you just kind of pick up and hear a little bit of what they're saying about each one, because for some of us, it gives us a, a way to discern, well, what kind of person do I need to discern is going to be a good uh, ruler if, you know, for us, um, but also who's going to be somebody that I can put my trust in, uh, different things. And then what does it mean to live righteously? And so uh, for for the ruler, you know, he gives some, he gives a couple of, you know, specific things that he says. He says that um, in verse two, when a country is rebellious, it has many rulers, but a man of understanding and knowledge maintains order. So a ruler that can maintain order or, or prioritizes order 
uh, within their kingdom. That's something that's, that's very important. A ruler who oppresses the poor is like a driving rain that leaves no crops. And so we don't want, though, a ruler to be oppressive. And so you have this whole, you have this understanding of maintaining order and being oppressive, that, that those things, they, they need to work in conjunction. Uh, we don't need somebody to be overly oppressive to us by any kind of means. Uh, we also need somebody that's going to maintain order. Order. So those are just some, some things that are very important for understanding about rulers. Now, what about the rich? Well, we see here that the rich are encouraged to avoid uh, being perverse, using their wealth for perverse options. What could be something perverse? It could be using it for, for something that is going to, uh, that, that communicates something that is outside or perverses God's will. There's a lot of things that sound good in our culture, but whenever you get down to it and you get to looking at it more, it's really a perverseness of God's plan. And so just being aware of that, understanding somebody that's that's rich, they have the ability to to maybe make some, some minor changes on some things, but we need to see somebody's going to avoid perverseness. They're going to... Uh, they're also going to be somebody that uh, avoids um, avoids being prideful. You know, they're not going to you know walk around looking for uh, a way to flaunt their wealth or anything like that. It's also going to be somebody that's not going to charge uh, oppressive interest. You know, they people were able to lend to one another, but one of the things that that they had to be aware of is that they they couldn't charge overwhelming interest to where it made people worse off than they were beforehand. So that's a responsibility that the rich uh, have in our in our culture. And, and the Lord is saying nothing against uh, people being rich in this passage. He's saying, here are the things that if you are rich that you need to be aware of and how you relate to others. Same thing with rulers. There's nothing wrong. The Lord sets up rulers. He sets up kingdoms. Uh, he establishes them as a way of, of keeping order in, as a part of his plan. But for these rulers, there was something that they needed to know as well in order for them to, to live within the blessing of the Lord. And then he comes to the righteous. What, what is the call for us uh, as, as believers that are, was a way for us to live in righteousness? Well, Verse 1 talks about being bold, right? He says, The wicked man flees, though no one pursues. They're scared of things, right? But the righteous are as bold as a lion. And so if you are righteous, if you're seeking the Lord, you can live in the boldness of the Lord. You don't need to be like the person that runs away or anything like that. You need to be the person that stands up for the Lord. Be bold in your faith for Him. You need to be somebody that that keeps the law in verse 4. You can be somebody that that uh, seeks the Lord in verse 5, that stays the path in verse 7. You know, it says there he keeps the, uh, he who keeps the law is a discerning son. He stays on the right path. Um, but a companion of glutton disgraces his father. You know, are you, are you going to the, uh, are you being gluttonous in things? Are you being over uh, overindulgent in things? Well, that's a disgrace. You need to be instead discerning, using your discernment, staying on the path. Verse 9 talks about keeping pure. You know, if you're turning a deaf ear to the law, well, the law was there to, 
to point us back to the Lord and to keep us pure, pursuing holiness. We're able to lead others, right? You don't want to lead people into a trap, into a pit, or anything like that. But the blameless will receive a good inheritance. So are you leading others in righteousness? I think it's very important for parents to think about. Am I leading my children in righteousness today? Do they see that I am following Christ wholeheartedly? Or do they see something that's just casual? They see something that is just, eh, if we do it, we do it. Or are they seeing a passionate pursuit of Christ? How you're leading others really speaks well of how they are going to seek righteousness in their life. Also, the righteous, they will they will triumph. And whenever they triumph, that's a great thing. People celebrate with that. There, but here's the also the, the amazing thing we see in verse 13 is that the righteous, you know what they do? They they also they confess their sin. And whenever they're confessing their sin, they're finding freedom. You know, the thing you get to do as somebody that's a follower of Jesus Christ is to remember that because of what Jesus did on the cross and in the resurrection, that you have freedom. You have the freedom of Christ. And it's not freedom so you get to just live and go do whatever you want to do. No, it's freedom that that you get to follow the Lord with all your heart. It's freedom that you get to pursue Him and, and that the the shame, the guilt of your sin, uh, the the punishment of our sin has been poured out on Christ, and we get to live in relationship with Him in that way. And, and so you don't have to um, you don't have to carry the weight of your sin, the burden of your sin. You've been set free, but still, even in that, what do we do? We still sin as righteous people, and so whenever we sin, we're not going to do like the unwise person and try to conceal it up. How many times, I mean, we think about people in our world uh, the, today that have tried to conceal their sin. In fact, somebody may be listening to this right now that you've been trying to conceal your sin. You've been trying to keep it in the dark. But the verse says here, whoever confesses and renounces them finds mercy. Whoever repents, turns away from their sin, they are going to find mercy. I love what verse 14 says. And this is for all of us. It's for the ruler, for the rich, for the righteous. Blessed is the man who always fears the Lord. Once again, going back to Proverbs 1, verse 7. Fear the Lord. Fear the Lord. Fear the Lord is the beginning of wisdom and knowledge. But he who hardens his heart falls into trouble. What a great word of encouragement to you today. Always fear the Lord. Always fear the Lord. Can the ruler be successful in the Lord's eyes? Yes. How? Whenever they fear the Lord. Can the rich person, those that have wealth within our culture, within our society, can they be somebody that is that is wise? Yes. How? Whenever they fear the Lord. Can you today, the righteous person, can you seek to, to live? Can you um, live in a, the blessing of the Lord? Yes. How? By fearing the Lord. Fearing the Lord. So I encourage you just right now, maybe do just a a heart evaluation. Have you been somebody that's maybe you've been trying to oppress others? Maybe you've been trying to give guilt or shame to others. Or maybe you've been trying to carry the load of guilt or shame yourself. Maybe you've been somebody that's been um, 
that you've been trying to um, live more like the wicked person than you have been trying to live for the Lord. And I also just encourage you, confess, renounce, and find the mercy of the Lord. And when you find the mercy of the Lord in Jesus Christ, a personal relationship with Jesus Christ, that's the blessing of God that's been provided for you. That's the blessing that's there for you for all eternity. And so I just want to encourage you in that today. And we look forward to connecting with you at the next time that we have our podcast. God bless. Thank you so much for joining us today. We'll see you tomorrow as we hop back into God's Word.